Uh, and now, if you would like to, as you're able to stand for the reading of Scripture, we've invited some, uh, some guests to take a video and read Scripture for us this morning. And let's see if it works. From the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 42 through 48. As the boy came forward, the demon knocked him to the ground and threw him into a violent convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the evil spirit and healed the boy. Then he gave him back to his father. Awe gripped the people as they saw this majestic display of God's power. While everyone was marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Listen to me and remember what I say. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. But they didn't know what he meant. Its significance was hidden from them. So they couldn't understand it, and they were afraid to ask him about it. Then his disciples began arguing about which of them was the greatest. But Jesus knew their thoughts, so he brought a little child to his side. Then he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me also welcomes my Father who sent me. Whoever is the least among you is the greatest. Luke 18, 15-17 Jesus blesses the children. One day, some parents brought their little children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. Then Jesus called for the children and said to the disciples, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Let us pray. God, I ask that you would bless the reading of your word and that you would, would please, by your spirit, bless this message. That whatever is spoken, your spirit would use what you want to in our lives, that we would be more and more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I lift these things up to you, O God, in his name, through your spirit. Amen. So, do you remember that scene in It's a Wonderful Life where George Bailey who had just experienced what life would have been like had he not been born. But now he's done all that and he's back home. Remember the scene where he sees his children again for the first time and he just, he just picks them up and gives them all kinds of hugs and kisses? Do you remember that scene? Or have you ever seen videos? These are my favorite viral videos where there's a child at some school assembly or something and the child's mom or dad has just returned back from a, a military deployment, and the kid has no idea that mom or dad are just about to walk into the, the auditorium or where, wherever they are, and then there is that embrace as mom or dad welcome their child. Have you seen videos like that? Or have you ever witnessed our very own Barb Shetnan? as she is just about to hold a baby. She goes like that. I've seen it. Or have you ever witnessed a new mom woken up in the middle of the night by her baby? What does she do? Watch sometime. Watch how it is that people accept and welcome children and babies because there's something very important that is happening there. 
And it is that something that I hope to unfold a little bit for us this morning. In that second passage for today, the one that Annika read, this is exactly what Jesus is doing. He's welcoming children. People are bringing little ones to the rabbi. And the word that Luke, the writer of this gospel, uses is the word brephos. And that word has in mind toddlers, but, but it also has in mind infants. The scene is moms and dads and people bringing toddlers and even little infants to Jesus, that Jesus would, would lay his hand on them and bless them. Do you remember the, that story of the, the bleeding woman in Luke chapter 8? And she thinks to herself, if she can only touch the corner of Jesus' robe, she could be healed. But imagine if instead, not just a touch of the corner of a piece of fabric, but the hand of the Messiah laid on tenderly on the head of your own child. That's what these little ones are receiving. Now, here's the thing. Uh, in chapter 18, from where Annika read, Jesus and his followers are on their way to Jerusalem. Remember, the, the book of Luke takes them on this journey, starting in chapter 9, a journey to Jerusalem. And along the way, we see what it means to follow Jesus, what the kingdom of God is like. And on their travels, Jesus tells them what the kingdom of God is like. Jesus tells them stories of what it will be like when the Son of Man comes in his glory. Jesus told them that important things would happen once they got to Jerusalem. Critical things for the kingdom of God. Now, the disciples don't seem to have everything all worked out, but I'm pretty sure that they were anxious to discover what it was. And by now, as Jesus is blessing the children, they are so close to their destination. They will be in Jerusalem in one chapter, chapter 19. Uh, have you ever traveled with children? I have. You're on a long drive. You're behind schedule. You're anxious about getting to where you're trying to go. And then a voice from the back of the minivan says, Dad, I have to use the bathroom. I don't want to stop. Is there a bucket back there or something? But you have to stop, so you pull off the interstate. You pull into a truck stop. I don't know if you've ever done that. You would think that you pull into the truck stop, and the child that needs to use the bathroom will, in an orderly fashion, get out of the minivan, hurry their way into the truck stop, use the bathroom, and then hurry their way back into the minivan in an orderly fashion. You've cost maybe two, maybe three minutes, look at these split, back on the interstate. But that is not how these things work. Everyone's got to get out, even the baby. And then everyone's got to go inside. And everyone's got to look at the truck stop candy. And everyone's got to look at the truck stop toys. And everyone's got to look at the truck stop hats, which are the best hats. Everyone's got to look at, you name it, truck stop magnets, everything. And you get overruled. And suddenly, all the children get to pick out just one thing. But I can't decide, Dad. Can I please get two things? No, you can get one thing. And as the time slips 
through my fingers, I look at my beautiful bride and I say, we could be there by now. That's what it's like traveling with children. And if you can relate to that, if you can put yourself in that uh, situation, then I think we can empathize with the disciples here. Because they are right on schedule. They're almost there. They're almost to Jerusalem. And then they turn around, and there's the master under some tree, leaning up against some rock, surrounded by moms and dads and all these children and babies. Why did they pull off to the gas station for children? You've got to be kidding me. Have you ever seen that viral video? Uh, it's a dad. He's, he's in a very important uh, you know, suit, tie, I think. And he's sitting at his desk and he's being video conferenced into a, I think, a TV interview. And he's sitting there and behind him are some very important books. And they're probably talking about some very important things. And suddenly you see the door behind him open up and in walks his toddler. Have you seen this one? People here have. And, and the toddler's just kind of flopping around and dad's trying to kind of uh, contain her. And then suddenly uh, in comes the baby in one of those kind of bouncer uh, walker deals just kind of bouncing on in. Dad's beside himself, doesn't know what to do. And just when you think, all hope is lost for this, this poor guy. In flies mom, uh, ducking down, trying not to be seen by the camera, and she kind of whisks up her children, flies back out of the room, slamming the door behind her. It's a great video. Go look it up. Kids can just get in the way, don't you think? That's what the disciples thought. So they go to the parents and they walk up to the mom, they walk up to the dad. Get control of your kids, they say. You need to leave, they say. You have no idea the importance of our mission, they say. You don't know what we're about to walk into, they say. This is not playtime. There are all kinds of stories in the Gospels where I wish I could see the expression on Jesus' face during the event. Like when Jesus is uh, turning over all the tables and, 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 and making those whips, what did his face look like? Or when Jesus healed Jairus' daughter, again, back to Luke chapter 8. She was so sick, this little girl, everyone thought that the child was dead, but then in walks Jesus. And, and before you know it, the, the child is sitting up, eating a snack. Mom and dad are dumbfounded. What was the expression on Jesus' face? I wonder about these things sometimes. And here in this story, as Jesus is blessing these little babies and these toddlers, he looks up and he sees his disciples correcting all the people that brought the children. What expression is on his face? Is it surprise? Is it disgust? Understanding? Maybe Jesus is angry or patient or sad. We don't know for sure. But here's what we do know. Because in some of our Bibles, it's in red letters. We know what he said. He said, let the little children come to me. Do not stop them 
For the kingdom of God consists of such as these. In fact, it was just days ago when Jesus told the disciples that the most important in the whole kingdom were children, as Kim read for us. I guess the disciples must have forgotten. But then Jesus says this, and I think this is often very misunderstood. Uh, so now would be a good time to, to kind of tune in and, and pay attention to where I'm going here. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will not enter it. <clears throat> what does Jesus mean by this? What is often taught, and I think this is a misunderstanding, is that Jesus is saying we must receive the kingdom of God the same way that a child would receive the kingdom of God. And when we see it this way, when we understand Jesus' words this way, then what we start to think about is how is it that children receive the kingdom of God? Well, children are very trusting. Children are very innocent. They're willing to be led by uh, others, by adults, namely. Now, with this understanding, Jesus is telling his followers that they must have the same qualities as children have, right? This is what I've been taught. I think it's wrong. But is this what Jesus means? Because there's nothing in this episode or this story that suggests that these kids are trusting or expressing faith in any kind. The babies here are quite passive. It's the parents that bring them to Jesus. In fact, we have to read these qualities into the story. They don't naturally come from the story. Well, am I saying that humility and trust are bad things? Of course not. Those are Christian virtues. But what is this story about? What happens in this story? Well, people bring children and babies to Jesus. Jesus welcomes them and receives them and blesses them. So he's receiving children. The disciples, on the other hand, are rejecting children, shooing them away, not receiving children. The story is about receiving children or rejecting children. And I submit to you, this is what Jesus has in mind when he says, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. In other words, what Jesus is saying, now listen to this, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as one would receive a child will not enter the kingdom of God. That's what he's saying. I think it's a better understanding of the story. It's certainly a better understanding of Luke chapter 9 to 18. Maybe I'll go in depth in a podcast this week. What Jesus is saying with this statement is that a person's ability to accept and welcome a child demonstrates their ability to accept and welcome the kingdom of God into their life. Now this way of understanding the story has a different ask of us. Things like, what is our capacity to accept and welcome those who have nothing to offer us, who cannot pay us back, who are dependent on us? Are we able to receive interruptions and people that waste our time, like we're at the truck stop? Are we open to receiving people who will make demands on us that are inconvenient at best? 
Because here's the thing. All of those things describe at one time or another the way the kingdom of God asks things of us too. With faith and trust like a child, yes. But here, Jesus is making the other point. That we have a willingness to accept that the kingdom of God may ask quite a lot of me. Like children, like my children do. Or that the kingdom of God may feel like a huge interruption at times. Just like babies are in the middle of the night. Can I receive the kingdom even when it seems like it doesn't offer me much comfort, like a room full of kids. <laughs> uh, this past week, Pastor Susan sent out uh, this article to some of us. The title of the article was this, that discomfort you're feeling is grief. And this article acknowledges this time we're in right now, and how we're all experiencing these high levels and different kinds of grief. Because, of course, there's a lot of loss right now. Um, the loss of normalcy, the loss of hugs and handshakes, the loss of travel, the loss of knowing what we can expect in a month. The world has changed and we'll be adjusting for a little while. The article is an interview with a grief expert, and I found it quite helpful. And there's a line in particular that I want to share with you this morning. This expert on grief says this, Now is the time to stock up on compassion. Now is the time to stock up on compassion. Uh, people have stocked up on all kinds of things these days. Hand sanitizer and toilet paper come to mind but also, you know, canned goods, flour, things like that. But how about compassion? What would it look like to stock up on compassion? Could you imagine walking into a store and, and, and the worker says to you, I'm sorry, we, we don't have compassion. People are stocking up on it. They don't want to run out of compassion at a time like this. So you're going to have to go across town. I think they may have some. Could you imagine? Can we imagine being so stocked up on compassion right now that giving ourselves a little bit of compassion would be no problem? Because we got a lot of it uh, in the pantry. That the next time I don't have the answer or I make a mistake, I I'm going to just chuckle about it and offer myself that compassion. Or what if we had so much compassion in the pantry that we give it away generously to our family members who right now are giving us their best and their worst? But we got so much compassion stocked up, here you go. Or how about if we had so much compassion that we were able to recognize that everyone's grieving right now? Everyone's a little afraid. But we've got so much compassion stocked up that we can see their words and we can see their actions even when they're tough as having a little bit of grief. I believe that we are in need of excess compassion right now and I believe that that will, that will allow us to receive God's kingdom right now. 
the interruptions, the, the, the asks. It will allow us to receive those who might take more than they can give back. Compassion will help us to accept those whose need right now are like that of a child. Compassion like this comes from God. Comes to us from Jesus through the Spirit. And what good news it is that Jesus welcomes and has welcomed every single one of us, regardless of what we could offer, regardless of the fact that we are vulnerable, regardless of the fact that we may cause some disruption and interruptions ourselves. So let us open ourselves to God's kingdom right now. Let us receive it as a mother would receive her child. Let's pray. God in heaven, all these lessons that Jesus teaches his disciples on his way to Jerusalem, might you get us in the scriptures this week to read this journey and to learn what your kingdom is like, that we might travel with Jesus, learn from him, and receive him as our Savior. I lift these things up to you, O God, in his name and by your Spirit. Amen.